the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. in Cleveland. Okay. Happy Father's Day. This is the fighter, the doer, that you have chosen as your nominee. In ways no one expected, this moment in the life of our country has defined a mission and given it to an extraordinary man. He is ready to see it all the way through, to speak to every man and every woman of every background in every part of this great country to earn your trust and to earn your vote. He earned that and much more from me a long time ago. I have loved and respected him my entire life. And I could not be more proud tonight to present to you and to all of America, my father and our next president, Donald J. There you go. Do you remember that, Carrie? Yeah, I do, actually. Yeah, in Cleveland. That was Ivanka in Cleveland, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, you know, very proud of Papa, right? Right. Yeah, so uh, good morning, everyone. Happy Father's Day weekend. I think fathers deserve a whole weekend, Carrie, not just a day. Oh, yeah, I agree. Okay, so happy Father's Day weekend. Hopefully the uh, outside weather will cooperate. Yeah, it sure hasn't um, been. Carrie, I'm surprised you should. I, usually you're out Father's Day gift shopping. but you know, Yeah, no, I you know, should have. Do you know, need help with that today? I, no, I'm one of those where I ordered things too late, so um, the cards will be on time, the gifts will be delayed. Okay. I, you know, fathers are so I easy to shop my, for. I my, think they're... Diff- not my... Like my oh, well, we're, we got to talk, Carrie. Like yeah. my own dad, like if he needs something or wants it, oh, he okay. buys it the moment he thinks yeah. about it. Or he's already ordered it from Amazon, so he's, you know, he has everything. Or if he wants it, there's... He doesn't wait. 
Oh, it's so easy. Okay, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll, All right. Let's get it, get us going here. Karen. All right. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We are here every Saturday morning between 9 and 10, here to give you helpful information about your financial life, whether you're working and thinking about when you can afford to retire or what lifestyle that will mean, or if you're already in retirement and you're not sure what you can realistically afford to spend, you're concerned about taxes, inflation, market volatility, healthcare cost, and how that affects your longevity of your plan and also financial disruptors and any other issues you may face. We are sponsored by the estate planning team and the estate planning team is an Ohio registered fiduciary fee-based planning firm. We're not investment advisors. What we do is build um, realistic long-term conservative plans and help people analyze the financial choices they face. Um, Really, it's the objective analysis that gives you, puts people in a decision-making mode so they understand if I make this decision, this is the long-term impact. If I make this one, um, it puts you in much more decision-making mode and making, giving you the confidence that you made a good choice. Um, we also help people use the opportunities. You're going to hear that a lot if you've listened to the show. I would say to use the opportunities and avoid the traps in the complicated tax code and in every economic situation. There are opportunities that are often missed. And that's what the estate planning team does. We're A-rated and accredited members of the Better Business Bureau. We also are super ser- service award winners multiple years on Angie's list. And we offer a free consultation for people who want to come and see how our process is different. Uh, Like I said, we're not investment advisors. Our clients either do their own investments or work with existing advisors. And what we do enhances um, that. It's a different piece. And sometimes people don't know what they don't know. And so we offer that consultation. We have hourly and retainer options like our plans. Our fees are customized as well if you need a little bit of help or a lot. And we also have planning classes coming up. And it's our last class, actually, we have next week. Summer school. Yeah, summer school's almost one, over. June 19th. It doesn't feel like summer at all with no, all this it's rain. It's just don't even get them started. It doesn't even, yeah, it's hard to believe June's halfway Summer's over. over. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's next um, Wednesday, June 19th at 6 p.m. right in Middleburg Heights. And again, it's the last time we're doing this class until fall. It's um, our retirement planning class for people in or nearing retirement Great handouts, great topics. Make sure you register. We do ask that you register um, ahead of time. You can call the estate planning team office at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Or visit the website at financialfoodforthought.com. All right. You're listening to Mark Donnelly and Kara Waddell, and we're the co-owners of the estate planning team. The estate planning team has been helping Cleveland families build custom financial plans for over 34 years. And we do it one plan, one family at a time time. And as Carrie just mentioned, a lot of over those 34 years, we've helped clients find opportunities, whether it be in a very complicated tax code or just in Social Security elections, could be pensions elections, um, you know, anything, you know, could be free Roth conversions that we sometimes, you know, people don't realize that they actually could be doing, mm-hmm. depending on what tax bracket they're in, in retirement. So these are the things that go beyond just the normal, you know, idea of the old general rules that our parents used to have to follow because they did not have the best benefit of detailed modeling, you know, financial programs, what I sometimes call the robot these days, that can crunch numbers instantaneously. So you had under the our parents' generation, you know, sometimes they had to just follow general rules. But also they that generation had great pensions. 
they had automatic or the pensions had cost of living increases. They didn't have the huge health care cost. Um, they didn't have um, the debt. So certainly there wasn't a need. Tax, you know, taxes right. sure got yeah, more complicated. They had a better retirement than what the baby boomers are going to have. Right. Is that what you're trying to think? Mm-hmm. Um, probably true. Um, now. So let's see what else happens. So we'll talk a little bit. I know uh, we'll t- you know you're going to announce the class. You know our last summer school class mm-hmm. coming up this week. Um, you know announce that in a little bit. And um, again, happy to all the f- happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, whether it be an old father or a new father. Mm-hmm. Um, Father's Day special, Carrie. You know? Yeah, I'm going oh, to do okay. that. Okay, stay tuned for Carrie's Father's Day special. Right, busy financial week. I don't even know where to begin. Well, retail's out. You know, Friday we got retail numbers, and and you know I, I've been talking about mixed signals this year, right? You know, where for every headline you read that, you know, the economy is in trouble, you read another one that says, well, maybe we're not in trouble. So even mixed signals with we just isolate the retail report so far in 2019, right? So May's report that we got this week was very positive. You know, it was, you know, coming off of April's very negative. Right. But actually, April was revised upwards, positive. So, you know, the, so we're wondering, are, are the, the consumers are still strong? Now, we did get some opposing data from the corporations, the CEOs, the CEOs of the companies are slowing down purchases. You know, they're, they're, they're either anticipating, um, you know, a recession in 2020 or perhaps the China trade war jitters. Right. So so we saw some data, you know, the, the early that, that said, well, maybe the corporations are slowing down their purchases. But the consumer, you know, even even on a on a on a weak, you know, consumer price index, you know, that we got earlier in the week that showed that consumer price index really didn't tick up very much. So some people were worried did did the consumers cool off after coming off a, a lower than expected April consumer report spending report? And no, May were back up. So you know, mixed signals carry right. So you know, what do you do with your own plan? Well. You know, well, that's sometimes we right. talk about. Well, the thing of it is, I can't control those outside factors. I can't control what politicians do other than my vote. What I can do, a lot of times people say there's nothing I can do. So they're very passive and let the chips fall where they may or whatever that saying is. But, you know, planning is about being proactive. And how do I get a better result? How many times do people, Mark, come in for a consultation? Then they worked with and said, I didn't know I could do that. Oh, my gosh. Right. Like, I didn't realize the benefit of doing, like... Those I, are the opportunities actually, we're talking about. Right. I actually put more money in my pocket. It's all about the net spendable dollars. In the end. Mm-hmm. Um, that's right. Um, so what else happened this week? You know, I did go to the Strongsville GOP meeting earlier in the week where the keynote speaker was Curtis Ellis. Carrie, and, and okay. remember, you know, the, the radio station, they were advertising that for a while, and, and it was a great group. It was a great presentation. Curtis Ellis, he's, one of the, he's in Trump's circle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he talked about specifically his topic for the evening was the China trade war, right? Because that is a lot of mixed signals right there. And, a, you know, and it's interesting. He kind of he kind of brought a different angle than maybe what you read about in the newspapers, right? Or hear about on the TV show, you know, the news mm-hmm. shows, right? Um, so a couple of interesting things that he mentioned. Um, who do you think said this, Kerry? Give me a tariff and I'll give you a nation. Hmm. I don't know. Abe Lincoln. Oh. Hmm. Okay. So, you know, this country, you know, his point, you know, Curtis Ellis's point was, was built on tariffs. Mm-hmm. Not that they're a bad thing. This country was built on them. Okay. Including Abe Lincoln, who is at the famous quote, you know, give me tariffs and I'll give you a nation. Right. Um, so, and, 
And he said, you know, a lot of people say that really the trade war tariffs, I should say, right, is really just a tax not on China or not the country that's you're you know opposing it. It's the tax on us, our, our purchasing, the consumer, right, that it comes back at higher prices. And Curtis said, well, I don't know. You, can, you know, let's look at it a different way. Maybe it's just the idea that tariffs raise American wages. All right. With the idea that, yeah, we may have to pay a little bit more, you know, at the you know uh, cash register. Right. But really what what what's designed to happen is that if it's too expensive for all those people who took their manufacturing jobs out of this country. Right. Whether right. it be in Mexico or Canada or, or, or wherever, or China or wherever. Right. The idea is if it gets too expensive, then they'll move it back into this country. Makes higher, sense. Right. And so it's, it's, you can say, well, is it, a, is it a tax on consumers or is it you know, raising American wages, right, by bringing the manufacturing bought home? Um, you know, he, he quote, you know, he not quoted, but he talked about Henry Ford, right? Mm-hmm. And Henry Ford had the foresight to say, you know, he not only did Henry Ford know that he wanted to build cars, you know, mass for the mass markets, he said he also he wanted to make sure that his employees were paid enough so they could buy one. Makes sense. I remember hearing that. Okay. Um, and so, you know, you know, the manufacturing here and the giving the way giving the employees enough wages so they could buy the product and, and have an interest in it. Right. Um, and he also he also tied together the immigration problem, the illegal immigration problem with tariffs. Right. Um, and he kind of said it's like two sides of the same coin. You know, it, 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 he's kind of saying, well, um, you, you know, you have to do both. In other words, you have to kind of control both of them. Um and, you know, the idea of putting the 25% tariff on Mexico is going right. to backdoor help with the immig- illegal immigration right. problem, right? Um, and the same thing. Why? Because if, you, if, they, if, they do in, if they did impose that 25% on Mexico, all the manufacturers that left America down in Mexico would move right back up. Okay. Um, right. He also talked a little about, you know, President Trump's new North America, you know, the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement, right? Remember, mm-hmm. Trump got rid of NAFTA. Right. And he put in his own, right? And he's all flack for that. And, and Curtis said, no, actually, that's a pretty good thing. Some of the things in that plan, you know, once see under the old rules, um, it had gotten to the point where, Carrie, about half of the uh, parts into an automobile didn't come from either Canada, Mexico or U.S. Oh, I, I believe that because it, I used to have a Chevy. And then when I went to got replacement parts, they were... <laughs> Right. Toyota or something. Right, other. they yeah. they comes from overseas. Right. Under this new agreement, seventy five percent of the parts of an automobile have to be built in one of those three countries. Okay. okay. If it's sold in this country. Also, it, they're gonna have a minimum wage of sixteen dollars per hour. Okay. Now, you know, um now Mexico is not gonna be able to pay that. I was gonna say. So where do you think those jobs are coming? What do you mean? I mean, see, Mexico can't afford that. Can't afford to pay the workers, right? America, so those jobs are coming back here. Those jobs are coming. Yeah, you're getting it right. So we'll see how that goes. Um, so I you bet know, that it, was a good talk. It Interesting. Was, it, it was a good talk. Um, you know, I mean, I it, guess because there's so much the media, and it's hard to know really what to believe, or since there's always a spin on something, or it's nice to just hear someone else's take on it. Um, so let's see. So Father's Day. Um, how much do you think we spend on Father's Day, Carrie? Mm, 
I don't know. I'm frugal, so I'm not probably the best person to ask what an average $16 billion. This will be a record wow. year they're projecting. See that consumer consumer purchasing? Yeah, up. no. Um, last year was about $15.3 billion. Mm-hmm. Um, over the last 10 years, okay, it's been about a 70% increase. Mm-hmm. Who knew, right? Um, you know, 10 years ago, it was $6.5 billion. Okay, now um, they're projecting sixteen billion. Now, not nearly Mother's Day, right? Remember right. when we did Mother's Day? Remember I, what I told you they spent on Mother's Day? Oh, it was it's... twenty-five billion, right? Wow, um, that doesn't seem right. Um, now the um, so um, you know so and, and you know I don't know you. I think it's so easy to buy for fathers. Gary. Mm, I don't think so. Really? I mean, okay. Kids, I think I think of my kids for my husband's very easy to buy. Okay, for. just his favorite beverage of choice. I mean, you, you yeah. Know, but I mean, I'm telking what dads right. want. Okay, I don't See, care. But, I don't like care my, if it's red, white, or brown. Right. You know, no racial See, discrimination here. See, my husband's here. not a drinker. My dad, kind of, with guys, but he doesn't really have stuff in the house. So, um, but I mean, what does he like to drink? I mean, you know, you Coke and be, coffee. That's pretty go. much it. Well, but still, I'm not going to get him a case of Coke. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it, 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 uh, you know, um, or you know, something he can throw on a grill. Yeah. Okay. You know, can we stay away from the ties and the gag yeah, gifts? I know. Stay away from the ties and the gag gifts. Yeah, I agree. Okay, um, you know the the, the uh, you know pass on the one hundred and one. You know, so bad that they're good dad joke book, right? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, okay, um, gift cards. That's a little impersonal, right? I mean, I don't uh, see now. That's one thing my dad will say: go get a gift card from wherever. Okay, um, now and and taking them out to dinner. Mm-hmm. I, dads don't want to. Here, Carrie, dads don't want to go out to dinner on Father's Day. They want to stay crowded, home. Right. They want to stay in the back. Backyard and nice weather. Right. They want to drink their favorite beverage. They want to throw something on the grill. Yeah. Okay. They want to relax. Some. All right. Um, you know, so, you know, kind of go from there. And wives, you have really, do I, wives are really saying you don't know what to get your husbands for? Uh, yeah, I f- think it's hard. Uh, no, do I have to draw a picture for you? Uh, I mean, oh. you know, use your imagination. I mean, yeah, I still think it's different. Wives, it's easy. You know, and it, it doesn't cost much. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'll let you use your imagination on that one. But, you know, so. But anyway, so what do we have for the Father? We have a Father's Day special here. Mm-hmm. We got one. What do you think? All right. Well, if you come in for a free consultation, remember our free consultations, there's no pressure. We don't know if we can help you. And if we can, we'll definitely let you know. But if we can help you, you'll get a couple of options. And that's if you call today or send an email through the web or contact us through the website. And that's only if you contact us today. If you come in and then decide to use our services by the end of July, we're going to give you some wiggle room. Um, You'll get either a 15% off on our retainer fees or two bonus hours on an hourly planning platform, which we have a couple of options. And that's just an incentive if you decide to work with us. And remember, actually, if you provide us information ahead of time, we have two options. You can see a sample case. Um, But it's much more valuable to you if you provide us even rough numbers. We have some worksheets we have you fill out send back before the uh consultation we'll sit down with you and show you um different areas that you may need help with or issues that you may not be aware of um a lot of times if somebody has which thank you for coming out to our IRA and Roth class. If you have those IRAs, company plans, or similar assets for the consultation, we're actually going to run the numbers. And most people have not seen, if you follow minimum required distribution, we're going to show you um how much you get to spend during your lifetime, how much is left for the government, and how much is left for your heirs. And I think 
most people are shocked by the, that figure. And we're going to actually do that running your own numbers. And some other issues, a lot of times people don't know if they're underspending, overspending. You know, you can get a, you can handle it in your head for a few years, but sometimes, and those are the fun cases, when people are underspending, um, they said, wow, I didn't know like in 15, 20 years, that's where my state estate's going to be or my assets. And we'll say, yeah, but 20 years ago, where were your assets? So it's hard to get your head around that, right. but we do that for the free consultation. So call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. All right, Carrie. So if you're really stuck out there on a Father's Day gift, the robots can now help you. Mm-hmm. So have you done this yet? You know, so there is a program out, I guess there's probably mm-hmm. numerous programs that, you know, using AI, you know, that helps you pick out gifts. Have you heard of this yet? No, on, on why would, that seems even, I'd how, rather. How str- bad of an idea is this? I mean. I personally would rather struggle and find something and which I did well, all week. So apparently one of the programs, um, I think it's through a Microsoft uh, platform is called Zoe. Z-O. Okay. Now, I full disclaimer, I have not tried Zoe, okay. you know, but apparently what it is is, you know, Zoe is a is a uh, robotic AI uh, algorithm that help that I guess it asks you questions about the person you're trying to purchase a gift for and then it comes up with perfect suggestions. Mhm. Has anyone tried that? That seems there? so impersonal. You think? Very. Um I know, just like I said. What happened to see? Brown this is liquid. because that's of all I need. that's because of texting and all this. What happened to getting to know someone to well, know yeah. what they like, dislikes, likes? See, see, that's what I'm saying. So you know, if you're if you are going to pick out a, a, your father's favorite beverage, you know, this, you could give him a gift card and he could go buy it himself. But that's maybe a little yeah. personal, right? So the idea is, you know, go into the wine store, go into the liquor store, whatever. Talk to the one of the, you know, guys working there yeah. and say, you know, what's, you know, you can choose whatever, you know, you know, there's no such, you know, you know, my great uncle Don, you know, right. you know well, no, he's not my great uncle. My uncle Don, he's a great man, um, told me, you know, told me a long time ago, you know, you, you know, when I was handing you know, a beer one day in the backyard, you know, for a Fourth of July party, whatever. And he said, I know, well, I hope you like this kind of beer, uh, Uncle Don. It's the only one we've got right now. And he goes, oh, Mark, don't worry about it. There's no such thing as a bad beer. Some may be better than others, but there's right. also something in a bad one, especially if it's a coming and gifting right. it's free. Believe me. So, but you, you go to a place, you pick a nice bottle out, so your father thinks you picked it out yourself, right. and you say, yeah, this, you know, and then you're you're all set. All right. Um, what else? The the Democratic conventions, Carrie, look out. They're coming up. Ugh. All right. Um, they're coming up fast. The first ones will be June 26th and it's June 27th. Soon. It's just too soon, okay. honestly. Now, 20 made the cut. I am so, yeah, sick of, like, all the political news. Oh, I get can't, ready. But I'm just saying, you know, it's already start, like, oh, and Biden's saying he's going to cure cancer, and oh. Oh, yeah. What, the you pandering. Know? Well, lovely. Um, Glad you can do that by yourself. Now, so... I'm, you know, so who made the cut? Well, I can't. I don't know if time to go through all twenty. Tim Ryan made the cut. I'm shocked. Hmm. I I was worried that he wasn't going to make the cut. The sad thing, there's twenty. I know they had to cut because how many are running now? It's like a, a ridiculous. Time. So who? As easier to tell you who didn't make the cut, right? right? Um, so Steve Bullock, who was the um, governor from Montana, you know, he didn't make the cut. 
and Wayne Messam or Messam or I don't know how to pronounce it. It's M-E-S-S-A-M. Is that Messam? Never heard of him. Florida mayor. Well, whatever. We're going to be missing him because he's not me. (laughs) He didn't make the cut. Um, But everyone else that, you know, is in the headlines made the cut. I don't know how they're going to do it. Um, MSNBC and NBC, you know, Telemundo, our co-hosting, Lester Holt, Savannah Guthrie, Chuck Todd, Rachel Maddow, wow, and uh, Jose Uh, Diaz-Balot. I don't know who that uh, will moderate. So it's going to be a a circus. um, Yeah, I'm not watching that circus. We'll see what happens. But it's interesting because one of the things I want to talk about today, Carrie, is is something that, um, you know, with the tax, you know, with tax planning or financial planning or um, you're trying to, you know, income-based planning for your retirement, a lot of times we talk about the tax wrappers, right? You mm-hmm. know, um, understanding how any asset that you own, what is the taxation, right? Right. And honestly, we call them tax wrappers because it's easy, but this is really an important concept to understand. Um, and, and, it's a, and it's a pretty simple concept. So we've, you know, if you come to our class, um, when's classes carry? Next Wednesday, June 19th at 6 o'clock, right in Middleburg Heights. And you can go online to financialfoodforthought.com to register. Or you can call our office at 440-239-2090. Remember, there's great handouts included. Um, I will have food or muffins. I have the the great little cafeteria we have. Bakes really good muffins um, because I know Mm. it's late after the day. Um, Take the time to come out. You're going to learn stuff, especially people are worried about uh, the market volatility, economic uncertainty. How does that impact when I can afford to retire or if I'm in retirement, maybe what spending plans I have. And maybe you're worried about financial disruptors. And Mark's going to talk about the tax wrappers, too, and why you need to know those. So take the time to register online at financialfoodforthought.com or call 440-239-2090 to register or take advantage of that Father's Day incentive. Right. And this is our last summer school class. So this is our last class before fall. So, you know, do, you know, before you get too busy with the summer activities, you know, come on out and, you know, and, and because, you know, how much time are you spending on your yard work outside versus yeah, not how much, much are lately. you planning your retirement? Right? <laughs> not much lately with this <laughs> yeah. weather. All right. Um, so the tax wrap. So any asset that you own. All right. The tax effect of them. Now, I'm also going to cross-reference this, Carrie, with, as I just mentioned, you know, the Democratic debates are, you know, coming up here, right? Mm-hmm. We're going into a, a big 2020 election year. So I'm going to cross-reference what the candidates, how they would affect these current tax laws. Okay. okay. Um, so dual purpose here. First of all, what are the laws today? Right. And then what are the Democratic candidates, how are they saying they're going to change them? Well, yeah, they want to take all your money. Okay, now, so the first the first wrapper <laughs> is ordinary income. Right. We would say this is the most expensive way because it's, you're just taxed at the highest or you know ordinary income tax rates, right? That's your wages. Wages could be interest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ordinary dividends. You know, we have two dividend rates in this country. We have ordinary dividends and, and we have qualified. qualified dividends. Qualified dividends are taxed at the lower capital gain rate, but ordinary dividends are taxed just like ordinary income or ordinary in- or interest, right? Um, and also, the idea here is they're kind of taxed as you go, right? In other words, you, you know, whether you spend all your wages or not, you know, whether you're, you know, when you, you just bought, you just put money into a three-year CD at, at the corner bank, after the first year, you didn't you didn't pay, spend any of that. They didn't send you any of that, but you got a 1099 interest. You have to report the interest as taxable income that year. 
Right. So you, you so these are taxed as you go, whether you're spending them or not. Mm-hmm. You know, you pay the taxes as you go, right? Um, and so you know, so what's going on there? Well, with the with the new candidates. Well, one of the things is, of course, that. Um, you know, in Tr- President Trump's, you know, uh, you know, Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. Well, it's really not the really official name, Carrie. Right? Remember the right. official name? The Act to provide for reconciliation pursuant to Titles <laughs> Two and Five of the concurrent resolution on the budget for fiscal year 2018. Tax Cuts okay. and Jobs Act. Or as Trump is called, the Tax Cut 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 Act. Right. But, okay. Uh, um, but in either case, so that his tax cut last year lowered ordinary income tax rates. Right. It gave everybody a tax break. Right. right. Um, well, most people attacked. Right. right. Um, and, you know, and but the problem was because, you know, the Republicans had to stay under the one point five trillion cost of the tax uh, package. They uh, these lower individual tax rates were not made permanent. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, they were you know put in place through year 2025. OK. OK. Then if we don't have an act of Congress that extends them or makes them permanent, they will expire. OK. And we'll revert back to the higher tax brackets that we had. Mm-hmm. All right. So a lot of people are saying that is one of those opportunities that we're talking about because you have these lower tax rates, you know, that you can use through 2025. Right. OK. Now, um, so what are the Democrats saying? Well, here's Kamala Harris. I will repeal the tax cuts on day one. Okay. Um, how about Joe See? Biden? Okay, one of the, you know. First thing I do is repeal Trump's tax cuts. Hmm. Hmm. So, you know. So maybe you want to take advantage of those lower rates now and be proactive instead of just saying, oh, I can't do anything. And maybe you want to make sure your vote counts. Because maybe if any of these people get elected, your tax rates are going to go up. Okay. Now, um, let's get to the next tax wrapper. And when this we call, you know, it's a kind of a. We call this the tax deferreds or sometimes more technical, the tax qualified. So these are assets that you own, right, that are getting some type of tax deferral treatment. Mm-hmm. The most common, of course, being IRAs, 401ks, 403bs, right? right. 457s, simple SEPs. You know, I can go on and on. Right. right? Um, some of the other ones. Now, now, those are, you know, also not only you know, tax deferred, but tax qualified, meaning those are the ones that are going to be subject to those age rules, you know, the right. 59 and a half rule. And of course, the required minimum distribution rules at 70 and a half. Mm-hmm. Right? OK, but we can also there's also a couple other, you know, animals in that group, right, that are not tax qualified, carry, but still tax deferred. Right. That could be double E bonds, savings mm-hmm. of bonds, I bonds, you know, could be annuities. Okay. In fact, annuities can can travel between all a lot of different categories. Right. You could have a non-qualified annuity, right, meaning that it's not in a, like a uh, qualified plan, but still gets tax deferral. That's one of the benefits, right? Right. Or an uh, uh, annuity can be inside a qualified plan. You could with your IRA, you could buy an annuity. Right. With your Roth IRA, you could buy an annuity. Right. With your four hundred three b, you could buy an annuity. Mm-hmm. Right. So annuities can float. Right. Now, what are some of the characteristics of this category? Well, one, yeah, tax deferral is good. And, and for a lot of these, it when you put money into them, you get a tax deduction. 
Right. Right. So, you know, you know, pre-tax. Right. So a lot of people, that's how they build their savings for retirement. Right. They make 401k contributions or they make IRA tax deductible IRA contributions. Or if they have their own business, they may be doing a simple or a SEP plan. Right. If they're in a public, they may be funding a 403B or a 457 plan, right? The idea that as you're working, you pay yourself first, right? Right. And, and you get pre-tax dollars, so you're lowering your tax bill while you're, you know, while you're working, right? Now, um, now some of the things is, but there's rules about how quickly you can take it out. Right. Or you may pay a penalty, right? That's the most common is the 59 and a half rule. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can't generally take them out before age 59 and a half. There are exceptions. There's a 72T election exception. So there are exceptions. You can jump through some hoops, make sure you cross the T's and dot your I's. You know, one of the things we do at the state planning team is we make sure you coordinate with all your advisors. Right. So if you're doing a 72T, you know, obviously you want to get your uh, your custodian of your plan involved, your CPA involved, um, and possibly the investment advisor, you know, who who's picking out the things um, for you. Now, so, you know, you have to, you know, so you have to follow the rules. And, of course, the 70, the required minimum distribution rules begin at age 70 and a half. And there's a stiff penalty if you miss that, right? Mm-hmm. Carrie, you want to stay away from 50% penalty if you miss a required minimum, right? Um, now, but also we can talk about the tax treatment of these guys when you die. Now, I'm talking about that to second death. If you're married, you know, your spouse right. can do the rollover thing. But remember, only a spouse can do the rollover thing. You right. know, a non-spouse beneficiary does not have that option. Right. Right. Um, okay. So what are the rules? So, you know, so the, the thing with these guys is if you die still owning money in tax deferred positions, you don't pay the tax anymore. The, the deferred income tax liability falls upon the non-spouse beneficiary. Right. Okay. By the way, based on that non-spouse beneficiary's tax rate, not yours, not the decedent's, mm-hmm. and you know how much the tax he'll pay on, of course, is directly related to what his taxable income is already, right? Because this required minimum distribution for a non-spouse beneficiary has to begin, Carrie, when? 70 and a half. No, no, so, for, for the non-spouse, non-spouse beneficiary. One year after one death. One year after death, sorry. Yeah, so, uh, Carrie, what are I mean, you looking at? You working your Father's Day gift list there no. or what? All right. Um, all right, so, yeah. When so, you say, oh, yeah, usually it's 70 and a half, although they're thinking about making changes to that as well. well. Talk, now we're going to talk about the right. changes. Okay, let's just go over the current rules. All right, so, you know, the, the non-spouse beneficiary has to begin required minimum distributions if they inherit an IRA right. within a year after the owner's death. So a lot of times that's a, that's a child, right? Right. And they're in their peak earning years when they when this is happening. Right. So on top of their they may be at their highest tax bracket of their lifetime, right. working careers, now they have to stack this required minimum distribution. We call that income in respect of a decedent or IRD. Right. Okay. Um, but you know, Mark, you talked about what the minimum, how many, there's so many stats on beneficiaries, children, or otherwise, just taking the lump sum, taking the tax hit, because in their mind, even if it throws them over several tax brackets, because they're thinking, well, that was money I didn't have yesterday. Yeah, it's They free don't money. care. Or they don't even know the IRD effect. They don't realize, you well, know, you know, that little box that you might have to pay taxes. Well, they don't care. Right. They're just thinking, I want to get the form. I want to get my inheritance and I'm going to take the money and run. Or they're in their minds are thinking, <laughs> hey, I, I thought the estate tax was repealed. You know, $11.4 right. million dollar federal estate tax exemption. So I think my inheritance is tax free. There's right. no estate tax. And we've had calls where people actually say, um, oh, I didn't know until tax time. 
that yeah. I had to pay taxes when they got the 1099. Yeah, the ten. Yeah, and and so you know a lot of a lot of beneficiaries do not understand the IRD rules. Now, there's also the concept of the stretch IRA. Because you say, well, Mark. Yeah, like Carrie, you're saying the ones that take it right away because they, you know, they want to buy the boat, right? right? They want their inheritance, or they're they want to pay off the student loan debt, or they want to pay off their mortgage, or or right. what have you. Um, so the, the, yeah, they're they're taking they, they and, and they're not, but there's other ones that say, well, I I can just stretch my IRA. I you know the stretch IRA. It's not a special IRA. It's just the idea that a non-spouse beneficiary, mm-hmm. you know, their required minimum would be, be based on their life expectancy. And which, if you're inheriting it, let's say at age 65, you still have a long life expectancy. Right. You know that's why sometimes a stretch IRA, sometimes grandma and grandpa would name their grandchildren as beneficiaries of the IRA. So it, it, you're not, you know, so it's the 35 year old grandchild who's inheriting grandma's, you know, right. IRA, and they can stretch that a real long time. But they don't have to. Okay, but that's the stretch IRA, right? Right. Um, now, right, they're not required to. Um, so, so that's, and so a lot of times we, you know, you, you, in, in the past we'd say that's the most expensive asset you could pass to, you know, to your children, you know, tax deferred assets. That was especially true when we were worried about estate taxes. Mm-hmm. Now, remember, we're not worried about that today with 11.4 million federal estate tax exemption and couples get two of those, right? And Ohio repealed their estate tax back in 2013. But could the democratic socialists bring estate taxes back? They're talking about it, you know. So now, what are the Democratic candidates talking about? How do they want to affect this? Well, first of all, we've been talking about the Secure Act, which was passed recently in right. the House, right? Now that had bipartisan support, you know. Right. So it's not just Democrats. But what are they talking about there? Well, one of the things, you know, and 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 right now, the RISA of the the alternative RISA bill in the Senate. Is, is being discussed, and Ted Cruz is holding it up because of a 529 provision he wants in that the House kicked out of the SECURE Act. Who knows? I think it will get done. I think it, they, I think they would like to get it done before the 2020 election year really get, you know, kicks right, off. Right, because you think state. anything will get done? Right. So so what are some of the things in the SECURE Act? Well, one, they're going to raise the age, the required minimum age, from 70 and a half to age 72. Now, before you you know get too excited about that, I just really I think that's kind of like a nothing burger. I mean, I really really for eighteen months. I, I mean, I really don't think raising the required minimum age from seven and a half to seventy two is going to solve the baby boomers retirement problem. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's it's an eighteen month different window. Yeah, really. So, and not even that. We're recommending in a lot of cases you don't wait to seventy half anyway, and that's why you need to come in for a consultation to see that impact. A lot of times people want to. Take it out, even if you don't use it for your own spending. I mean, ideally, isn't that? I mean, most people want to spend it. You can gift it. Yeah. Spending means different things: yeah. charity, family, yeah. um, whatever it is, hobbies. But um, yeah, those eighteen months isn't going to be a no. Okay, game changer. Yeah. Now, the other, another thing, the Secure Act is doing. It's going to you know allow companies to offer annuities inside the four hundred one k plans. Right? right now, oh boy, oh boy, are the stock guys just going crazy with this? The investment oh, advisors. Bet. Oh, they're just jumping off the bridge saying, oh, what a terrible idea that, you know, who would ever think of putting annuities in a, a 401k? Oh, it's That's just what a t- pensions were. Well, what do you think those guys, because those guys don't sell them. Right. Why do you think they're so against them? Hmm. This is a huge threat to the investment advisor, you know, you know, who's trying to get you to roll over your 401k so he can manage it in a, in a mutual fund or, right. you know, ETF or, you know, stock and bond portfolio, right? Having a new, having the ability of, a, of an employee or retiree choose an annuity as part of his um, 401k, you know, walk away 
oh, that's a big threat. Mm-hmm. Now, you are, so are the annuity salesmen jumping up in joy? I don't mm-hmm. know, because it's going it's to get into their business, too, because now if the companies are providing that option, why do you need the outside annuity salesmen to tell you to roll over, take the lump sum, and buy a, <laughs> their annuity so they can create the pension plan for you? You don't. You think so? I you know so. I don't think if a lot of people are going to be happy about so it. So you think this will stay in? You think we'll see this in mm, the maybe the reconciled version of the RISA and you know, but but the life insurance companies would love it, Carrie. Right. They're the ones that sell the annuities, right? And they're a very strong lobby. Mm-hmm. So I think it will survive. I think okay. it'll be in. Um, I, I always say, I think you know, it's just to give people other options. I yeah, mean, they don't have to buy the annuity. It just says that they're, you know, the companies can provide one. Well, it's like I, I, I love it, and um, you can. I didn't mention today, but on WHK Radio, actually, now we have a link from our website. You can click on podcast, and it'll take you to the WHK website with the pod. Um, you do a little Dr. Seuss thing on like, um, I like annuities, I like stocks. I, yeah, that I there's like, no good or I bad, and actually, it's a good idea maybe to have different kinds of assets. Yeah. diversification well, of assets, diversification of companies. Yeah. I mean, we have some people that have a large enough estate they have diversity more than one investment advisor well the whole purpose of the government trying to put the the annuities back because what we're realizing after 40 years of uh, you know the 401k it was a completely disaster for the the baby boomer generation Mm -hmm. and partly because all the companies got rid of those you know defined benefit pension plans right so now they're saying well maybe maybe those pension maybe pension income fixed income retirement wasn't such a bad idea after all right so that doesn't mean you put your whole 401k and buy an annuity, but I mean, you put some of it in, you know, and, 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 and you hear the stock guy say, oh, well, the problem with those pension or the annuities or when you annuitize them, they're not increasing payments in retirement. You know, in other words, it's a fixed right. payment. And so there's, so and it's like, well, to me, care we've have, we've have lots of clients who've got pensions with no cost of with living, no cost of living increases. That doesn't make them less desirable for those people. But I'm going to say, look how many pensions that one time maybe suspended their cost of living yeah, increases. They've been anyway. gone for a while. Right. Nobody's complaining anymore. They still like the fixed pension. They like that they have a check coming in every month. You know, compare that to the stock market volatility. Yeah. Um, so you know. So anyway. So I always say, you know, if you're if you're trying to get, you know, don't ask the stock guy what he thinks about annuities, and don't ask right. the annuity guy what he thinks about the stock market. You right. Know, you know. You know. No good or bad. It's. All right. You know, the uh, right asset, the right time. Right. So for now the right back reason. to what the Secure Act. So we're talking okay. about how it would affect the, the the current loss. Okay. The other one is, you know, they have to pay for the Secure Act. Right. Okay. So how do you think one of the ways they're <laughs> going to pay payers. for it? Okay. IRD. Okay. Right. They're going to mess around because when we just talked about under the current rules, a non-spouse beneficiary could have the opportunity to, to take the required minimum distribution over his single life expectancy. Right. That is going to change. Mm-hmm. And right now, there's been different years how quickly the non-spouse beneficiary would have to take money out. The SECURE Act, I believe, settled on 10 years. Oh, okay, because I was going to say, boy, they could generate a lot of taxes if and in a short if they settle on one year. Right. Uh, so five <laughs> years was, pro- was floated. Right. Okay, I think 10 years made the final bill. So maybe it'll come, yeah. Now, a, a minor, okay, doesn't, so the minor doesn't have to, the 10 years doesn't start until they reach age 18, of majority. Right. Okay, um, so that, you know, remember, that's not law yet. The Secure Act is not law, but it has enough okay. support that there's going to be a lot of features of it that are going to be law. Right, we because normally you don't get excited if it's 
just talked about. No, I think they're going to get something done here. Um, all right. Um, all right. The next tax wrapper. Now we're getting a little bit more favorable. Capital appreciation. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is where you get, you know, the, the benefit of long-term capital gains and loss right. treatment. Right. Um, so this could be stocks, mutual funds, real estate, you know, it, it, any, you know, anything where you right. get capital appreciation on, you know, thing, assets you own that are not in one of these qualified plans or tax deferred vehicles, right? Qualified dividends. You know, we talked about mm-hmm. that. Um, now, so, you know, you have the lower capital gain. So what is, you know, you know, does everybody know what the long-term capital gain rate in this country is, right? Um, you know, that's what, you know, right. we, we talk about, you know, there's the 0%, the 50%, and the higher one, the 20%. You know, I, I, can you take advantage? That's one of the opportunities. Right. we don't see enough people in retirement taking advantage of the zero long-term percent, you know, capital gain rate. That's why you need to be proactive. Right. Plus, qualified dividends get that same treatment. Also, losses. So, you can make some lemonade out of some lemons. So, if right. you have losses, you can offset other capital gains and offset up to other ordinary income, up to right. 3000 with the capital loss carry for it, okay? Um, now, to be long-term, it's got to be held longer than a year. Okay, we all know that. All right. Um, the other thing, too, is you only pay taxes on realized capital gains. Or, right. You know, you know, so, uh, you know, as long as you're not selling your asset, you know, you're not paying the capital gain. If you're, Your house, you know, it's not, you know, it's not getting the, right. you're not paying taxes as depreciation of your home. Okay, uh, you know, now. Um, and, of course, you know, there's a huge capital gain se- exclusion for the sale of a primary residence. Right. For a couple, that has a $500,000 capital gain exclusion. A single person has two hundred fifty. dollars right? Um, so, you know, very, and, and the other th- interesting here is how these assets are treated at your death. They get very favorable treatments. They get a step, step up, up in, in basis. basis. Right. That's, you know, for an example, let's say I bought my house for $150,000 on a date of my death. Let's say it's worth $200,000. Right. I never sold in my lifetime. Now I, I leave it to my kid. Right. Uh, my son, does he want my house, Carrie? Probably not. No, he's got a better house. Right. So what does he want? Sell it. Uh, you know, yeah. Because. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so he gets to. How val- quickly does he want to sell so, it, Carrie? Very fast. So he right. doesn't pay the 50000 tax. Yeah, that capital gain is forgiven. If right. the date of death value is $200,000, right. that becomes his basis, a step up in basis. Which is huge That's for families. That's true for any capital appreciating asset that you own. Okay, um, it's step very favorable. Okay, Carrie, who wants to get rid of which one of the Democratic candidates running for president wants to get rid of that? All of them. <laughs> well, well, Joe <laughs> Biden is the only one publicly right now that's going to do All it. Right. So Biden says, "Yeah, I want to get rid of that." He says that you know that's just completely unfair to the most Americans. Are they going to exempt themselves? Um, you know, to make our tax system fairer for all Americans, Congress should eliminate the preference for capital gains over wages. To achieve this, Congress should first eliminate stub up and basis and either provide that capital gains are taxed at death, as they are in Canada, or provide that heirs eventually pay tax on capital gains whenever the underlying investment is sold. Secondly, Congress should eliminate the preferred tax rate afforded to capital gains. Finally, Congress should consider adopting a system that taxes capital gains as they materialize, not only when it is sold. What? So they want to tax you just because the value goes up. Yes. So even. So I get. I get. By the way, where do you get your taxes to pay that? Right. So now. Yeah. Now my value of my property that I still own. I got to pay money on that just because I'm living there and it's in the markets, you know, the housing market's doing well. Who decides that? Right. Um, so, you know, and, and it's hard to listen from people who I did see a headline this week and I didn't even click on it because it was enough about, you know, how much frivolous spending 
our government does and how many, you know, that they don't ever focus on cutting that. It's just tax, tax, tax. All right. Um, The last one, Carrie, then I'll let you announce the class. But the last one, the last tax wrapper, tax-free, everybody's favorite. Mm -hmm. So that's where you've got Roth Roth IRAs, municipal bonds, life insurance, college 529 plans, health health savings savings accounts. accounts. Come to the class. We'll talk about that. But, you know, the idea there is, you know, not only can we talk about, you know, how this can provide tax-free income to you in retirement, it's also, you know, what's the tax treatment at these at death, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, right now, without the threat of estate taxes, you know, we could say that all of these escape taxes, you know, both during your lifetime and at the time of your death. All right. However, if the Democrats roll back the federal state tax exemption rules, they could come back to be taxable. Or like in Elizabeth Warren's case, her new wealth tax. Right. So Elizabeth Warren's, you know, her new wealth tax is going to tax these things. Huh. You know, whether you, death, w- no, not every death. year you're living. That's what the wealth tax is. It's a net. It's a tax on okay. your net worth, oh, not right. on your income. OK. OK. So, you know, the, you know, how fair is that? Wrong. Make your vote count. All right. Well, some of these issues and that's a good example of what we're going to talk about in much more detail next Wednesday, June 19th at six o'clock right in Middleburg Heights. Come out. You're going to learn, um, get some helpful information planning strategies and concept. We have some great handouts. Make sure you register. That's the last time we're doing a class until fall. Um, or come out to our, and or contact us and schedule a free consultation. We can do consultations by phone or in person. Um, we do have evening and early morning availability with pe- people with busy work schedules. Remember, we have the Father's Day special. If anybody contact us today, that's through the website or phone. Leave a voicemail. We'll get back to you on Monday. It's a 15% discount off retainer fees or two bonus hours on an hourly planning platform. That's 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Or visit financialfoodforthought.com. I got to calm down. Okay. The wealth tax. Oh, my God. It's not even constitutional. Don't even get me started. So it's like oh, they're going to tax you for oxygen. Uh, they're going to tax yeah. you for being. Yeah, there's a great comment at the, the, at the, <laughs> at the, the uh, GOP th- yeah. on Sunday. The, one of the, uh, when the guys Monday. in the audience said, yeah, the Democrats, you know, get control. The only thing that's, the only thing that's not going to be free in this country is speech. Yeah. That's a great comment. Ooh, that is a good one. All right. Happy Father's Day for Happy everybody. Happy Father's you know Day. this song. It's a great Father's Day. Song. I know this song, but I don't. You know, you know, you know I can't the think of off the... Yusuf Islam, you know, formerly known as Cat Stevens. I guess. Okay, there you we know. go. Originally born uh, Stephen Dimitri George. I was going okay. to say, I don't. He's, he's British. Did you know that guy? No. Yeah. I did not know that. British I, invasion. He has a very distinctive voice. Yeah, great voice. The other thing that, you know, we're, we talk about the baby boomers sandwich generation, Carrie, and long-term care is a dilemma. A big one. All right. Um, if you come to the class this week, we'll be talking about what is the solution to the mm-hmm. long-term care dilemma. And, you know, it's not one solution or two solutions. You know, people say usually, you know, what's the first one people, everyone thinks of? Well, I don't, I can't afford long-term care insurance. Right. Well, what? It's that's only it. one, right? right? If you come to the class, we talk about eight or nine possible solutions. Right. All right. Um, and, you know, the idea is, you know, and I don't know if the final solution is out there. 
Okay. So one of them is, you know, the the, the government solution. You, you know, a lot of people are holding their breath for that. I was going to say, I'd keep, I, I don't know if I'd hold my breath for any government solution. Well, <laughs> does the government do anything well? Yeah, they tax well, us. We thought they we, tax us well, well. Hold on, Karen. All right. <laughs> uh, because here's the problem. Uh, most Americans can't afford it on their own. Right. And the current entitlement program, Medicaid, is not going to have enough money to pay for everyone. Right. Under it's the current a problem. Law. All right. And the long-term care insurance industry may be folding before our eyes. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, well, what do we mean by the government? We thought we had one, right, with the CLASS Act, the Community Living Assistance Program. It was part of Obamacare, the but Affordable Health Care Act. But the problem is they, they never funded it. You know, it was supposed to be self-sustaining. It was supposed to be a voluntary, like, a, you know, national long-term care insurance policy. Right. You know, they, did, you know, they didn't fund it. It was one of the first things that was yanked out of Obamacare. Right. But uh, the other government solution, do you hear that Washington now, Washington State, is the first state that is going to provide a benefit for long-term care for every single resident. Who's going to pay for that? Well, it's in. they're going to budget for it, right? Now, it's not a huge amount right now. They're talking about $36,500. Uh, that, that's, that's about a half a month in a nursing home. But, right. I mean, but it's going to cover some long-term health care. You could buy a wheelchair with that. You could buy, you know, maybe get some support. Okay. Um, but it's they're not the only one. Illinois and Michigan are in the early stages of considering a public long-term care benefit. California is looking at a ballot initiative on oh, a public yeah. long-term California care program. Oh, yeah, is a great yeah, Where are they going to get the money? I don't know. Um, you know, Bernie Sanders, you know, he wants to just, you know, make, you know, part of his Medicare for All would include a budget for, uh, would also cover long-term care. Well, you know. Okay, who's going to pay for that? You think that would be expensive, Carrie? I think that would be terrible. It's already, I mean, I can't imagine. But here's the point. And you You know know, if the government gets involved, it's going to cost even more. So what is your plan? Are you just going to stick your head in the sand and say it's not happening to me? Hmm, Some people do. We always warn people (laughs) where it's not your choice whether you wind up in a nursing home. When people say I'm not going? It's always, unless we're going to Switzerland. Right. You know, which is the, um, you know, the, right. the euphemism for the, you know, suicide tourism in Switzerland doubled, you know, recently. But, you know, you know that um, Maine was just the eighth state this week, just recently, the eighth state to open the rules for assisted suicide. Hmm. How many states do you think will have those laws on the book 20 years from now? Mm. All right. Come out to our class next week or come in for a free consultation at 440 440- 239-2090 that's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com and happy Father's Day to everyone Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought For more information about the show for estate planning or upcoming seminars call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090 Thanks for listening Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.